Welcome to What Are We Even Talking About, the podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random thoughts and spirituality in the context of this thing called love. I'm Lang Malindi and thank you for joining the conversation. Hello, hello. Hi, okay, so what are we talking about today? Um, right, so we're talking about, we're continuing on on our journey. Um, what week is it today? this today? I think we're on the sixth episode of the journey series. Okay. So I think the first one was our intro and then we've, every week we've just been feeding back. So we're feeding back on our books um, that, we're, that we're reading. I'm reading um, Inner Alchemy mm-hmm. um, by Zilma Rayo. And so I'm going to be feeding back on what I've been, been learning this week. And you're going to be feeding back on the language your your body speaks. So they're both um, books on, um, shall we say, like self healing or yeah, um, and spirituality. Yeah, and how like just using the energy, I suppose, that's around us and in us to yeah to heal. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're feeding back, and we're going to be asking each other three questions, as we yeah. have been doing, which is, what have you learned the past week? Mm-hmm. Um, how has it changed your perspective? And what's one practical uh, giveaway to yeah. the audience of you know something practical they can do to um, to assist them this week? Cool. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first. I think it's up to you. If you go we'll jump right in so yeah so question number one is what have you been learning or have learnt this past week from what you've been reading um okay so this past week i have been learning about in the book she talks about the power of speech actually um last week okay. i said she was talking about the power of emotions and thoughts so in the book there's three aspects of creation mm. which is actually interesting because I, I i saw this i think i read this when i was when we were talking about our mythology like a really brief um series yeah. and we talked about creation creation myths and in, in um and in, and in ancient egypt ancient egyptian like creation cre- um mythological thought there was like three powers of creation and I think this was, they were the same thing. I think it was, it might not have been like emotion, but I know there was like, there was definitely the spoken word. Mm. Known as Heka, and that came last. So in this book, um, three three aspects of creation are emotion, thought, and the spoken word. So we've been learning about the spoken word, but um, basically how, when you speak, basically it, it brings things into actual matter into like the 3d world that makes sense right in a way mm. because like you might have a thought and then you have like the feeling and then speaking it is one way to apparently let it's one way to like make things it makes that kind of like potentiality that has like no form it starts to you know kind of take form yeah but i mean that's what i was learning about but then i found that i actually what i actually like latched on to wasn't so much about you know the spoken word although it it wasn't really about the speaking but it was more um 
there were like how many quotes did I have I I, I picked three quotes I think I latched on to and then I'll just read them out mm-hmm. um the first one is to do with um in meditation and it's visualizing and it talks about um visualizing a like you've surrounded yourself in like I keep saying like you basically picture a, a tube of light around you so that in it it's like the radius of your body you've probably seen these in life I don't know they're movies you know like a beam of light shines on someone mm-hmm. yeah like it's like a cylinder of light so you imagine that it's part of a meditation it's like a protective cylinder of light and then you just you imagine your consciousness like moving up the beam of light this is part of a, a meditation like I said okay. but it's interesting where it says as you visualize a vertical ascent of your consciousness you actually move the energy interdimensionally mm-hmm. and you affect a vibrational acceleration so she's saying that you know as you're imagining like your power of imagining um you're imagining that your consciousness is moving up but as you're doing it it's all it's it's your it's like you're raising your frequency your vibration right mm-hmm. and then as you're raising your vibration that means that you're actually connecting to different dimensions so it was interesting yeah. to me that your imagination even though we say our imagination is limited and all we have reference of is this 3d world but it's connected to different dimensions that like we can use our imagination to like visit another dimension is basically what i'm saying mm-hmm. or experience another dimension so it was really interesting to me because I was like, oh, you can just use what you have to actually transport you to some place that you couldn't really, do you know what I mean? That you you couldn't really imagine, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, I think, I guess it's the same as when we read books and we watch movies, right? It's like we're using the, it's those images and stuff that they're transporting us to another place, really, in a way, you can say. But this is to yeah. do with your actual spirit self, your consciousness, like you, your imagination can raise your vibration is interesting and then um so it just it just showed me how the physical and the spiritual are so interconnected do you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. you use the physical to go into the spiritual that's what i'm trying to say that's kind of what i learned i mean i know this already but it kind of like again it hits home it's like yeah you you try sometimes in spirituality you think you can bypass the body you think that the a lot of the time you think the body is lesser than because we always talk about it being denser and all that kind of thing but it's almost like it's not though it's like because it's only in this physical realm when you read this book it seems like it's in this physical realm that we have the most power to create in this physical realm do you know what i mean because when we um when we like pass over Mm become you know spirit in another realm like we don't actually have as much influence i think that that's what you have to use other things you know like spirits have to like use other things to influence the physical realm Mm. whereas we're here we're both spirit and matter so we have power over the spirit just as we have a power over matter which is actually such a powerful place Mm. um and then apart from when you're gone no i was just gonna say that's a good way of looking at it actually yeah, it was just, it was interesting because it was like, actually, I'm so powerful. Like, because sometimes, like, in traditions, and I remember sometimes in the Christian traditions, you end up thinking, like, spiritual forces can be more powerful than you. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, well, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> whereas here, it's yeah. like, I'm thinking, you know, we are actually more powerful because we are, but I think it's when, as long as we don't feel like we're just matter, mm, you know, mm. as long as we know we're more than matter, we know that we're, well, we're as we say, the flesh. <laughs> 
yeah so if we embrace it's not about like turning away the flesh and be like oh blah 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 no it's like if we embrace the flesh but then we also know that we are spirit if we embrace the spirit then we know that we've got the both do you know what i mean i think mm. that's where it becomes powerful really yeah because the matter is needed to affect change in this physical world do you know what i mean um so i thought like there's so much more to talk about that um but then what i was actually really learning about is like the key uh, like another uh, like the key to this spiritual dimension mm. is the heart and not just like it's like the heart center right but not just as an imagined place like all oh, the heart center the heart chakra like all these all these nerve points that we can't see but the actual mm. heart even the beating heart the physical thing mm-hmm. um there's another quote in the book it says it says here it says within the sacred fire in the heart so that's like um in the in this book it talks about the heart like there's a there's like a there's like this flame basically think of it as a flame that's inside your heart and it says here in the in that fire in the heart reside all the powers of the god self and the faculties of light so it's like your god self is there do you know what i mean in, in your heart your and it heart, says this okay. the sacred heart it said is an exact replica 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 <laughs> of yourself as essence so it says that flame that was we all supposedly have in our hearts it, like it looks different for different people depending on your consciousness and your spiritual um like knowledge or maturity mm-hmm. so it's like re- in true in truth you you can you can um like using meditation and everything you can expand that heart do you know what i mean it's like you can it's, think of it as a force field or something and you can expand it Okay. And you can hold it. But all of that, of course, um, is according to um your your level of consciousness. Do you know what I mean? It's like how how much how much you've built yourself up, you you know? So um I'm, I think I am making sense. Um yeah, and it's interesting to me, it was like how this heart is ever is is basically who you are, your spirit. It basically is your spirit, it's a replica of your spirit. So if you've got like a, you know, little measly flame and stuff like that do you know what i mean like that's your spirit like that's how much you've developed it do you know like it needs more love basically it needs to open up more all those kind of things and um it was interesting because it says in the book again your physical self your physical self is a projection from the father's dimension of spirit self so again there's this like there's this link between your spirit and your and your physical and i said this to you about the book before that i found interesting was that how it's not by chance that you have these different people who are like palm readers, face readers. I always thought, mm. I mean, I dabbled in palmistry, um, which I still, I, it really is actually, I mean, I was using it for future telling before. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I, you know, turned away from divination. <laughs> I say that, but, you know, I say that with like a pinch of salt on a laugh and everything like that. Um, <laughs> but we did our, we did our, our episode on divination, if you want to listen to that and not yeah. actually thoughts are but i do definitely a hundred percent the hands yeah because they are linked to um the patterns of your hand we're talking about in terms of character is so good like it's actually like um it's pretty it's reliable if you just use it and you know what to look for in terms of character you can see whether someone's an outgoing person if they're an extrovert if they're introvert if they're imaginative if they're more creatively inclined you, you can see all these things yeah um and it's because like that you're in your palms, there's a link to your the pattern of your brain. 
And that's one scientific way of looking at it. But then there's also in this book, it talks about how the way you look is a reflection. It's got, it takes its attributes from your, from your actual, the unseen part of you, you know, Mm -hmm. like your, I don't know if it's your spirit or your soul. But again, there's that link. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes we always, we always think that looks are superficial. It's like, oh, if you like Mm -hmm. someone, attraction, like you like someone, whatever, and it's all based on looks, looks, looks. When you think about it like that, like someone, the way they even look is actually, um, it's like a sign or a signal of your spirit. I feel like that's deep. Like, what do you think? Like, I actually feel like, I actually feel like the looks do have a problem. Obviously not in like a very, um, not in a, you know, when you like, what am I going to say? You know, when you put people, when you kind of, I was going to say objectify people, but yeah, like mm-hmm. say, oh, I like poor people or I like people with certain type of hair. It's like, that's a bit, I guess there's a judgment on that, but you know, like, what do you think of that idea that, like, you know, looks even look at, like, you know, finding someone attractive that might be potentially, like, what if it's your spirit being attracted to their spirit? I mean, I feel like it, it's part of it, in part, because I obviously yeah. think, like, of course, people are good looking. I think we've spoken about this before, where, like, people, someone can be good looking, but we're not always, like, attracted to them in that way. We can recognize with our eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. this person is nice to look at but I'm not attracted to them in that way whereas there's someone else who you might be you can feel an attraction to them and there's things that you find about their appearance nice to you but it's not like they're good looking I don't know like it's <laughs> do you get what I'm trying to say though yeah. so in part I kind of get it it's more to do with like what you're attracted to which is in part of the energy yeah, there's something that's about the physical appearance that might not be, like, classed as good-looking in general in society, like the aesthetic, but it's attractive to you. And I feel like those things are always individual. Like, that's why, even though, you know, I always used to say that, you're like, I don't think people have types. Like, yeah, you might choose... Like, you've made a choice to, like, like something. But at the end of the day, people end up with whoever. It doesn't really matter what your type was, is, whatever. Um depending on what level you're operating at I guess as well so yeah I do think there is something in that for sure Hmm. I just thought it was interesting I was like but then to get back to it you know what was let's get back to the heart really I kind of made off a little bit there like I was more like I was more touched by the heart the fact that Hmm. Everyone, where we have this sacred fire inside our heart and it's a re- replica of our essence and the fact that it can be small, it can be quite big, it can mm-hmm. be large, you know, it's varying. And the reason why I even latched onto that was because, and it said, it says in this book that the, the heart is the key to, um, it's something like the heart is being the key to the spiritual dimension. Mm. And then bearing that in mind, I read something else. You know, I know we're supposed to be concentrating on our books. I was reading this book by... <laughs> this um this guy um look this is where I, I start fumbling around with my kindle again see yeah, yeah. Has to <laughs> um this is the video remember this youtube i sent you um about this guy and he was talking about his life mm-hmm. um and he and basically the book i think the actual book is called that even though in the actual cover it doesn't say the title but it's called um change your mindset change your life Okay. And his name is Jerane. I think this is how you spell it, say it. Jerane Jones. Mm. And um in the in the in the video he was just given a day in the life and in his life. And basically part of his story was how he changed his life. He was like 
he was down and out, but then he met someone who was a homeless guy. He was even poorer than him that was asking him for money. Yeah. And then he said, no, like, I don't have money. And the guy was like, looked at him in that face and was just like, change your mindset, change your life. And he was just there like, like, it just like stuck with him. But anyway, this book is, it talks about um, just a journey of, I guess, changing your mindset and turning from death to life. To, 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 to life. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he was talking about um, the physical, like, nutrition and actually looking after your body. And he talks about the heart. And then, you know, he says he says here, like, a quote from his book was, that your health affects your heart. And what you do to your heart affects how you feel. How you feel affects the way you think. Mm-hmm. And then how you think affects the way you speak. And then how you speak affects your actions. And your actions um, affect the outcome of your life. Mm-hmm. So it was just like this idea that basically the heart is not just so much like looking up, looking after yourself spiritually like oh you know being aware of your heart center but it's like especially for me it's like it's really important to have good nutrition because if you, my heart is physically not in the best it can be because of um because of my health right yeah. that poor health is actually going to affect my spirituality um because my physical i'm not looking after my physical vessel which again in the book that i'm reading um, in alchemy it talks about your physical vessel being like it's like your conduit do you know what i mean it's that like, it's mm. that it's like your battery we are batteries where we can like we we can play around with these energies so it it was it was hitting me so i've gone to the next part the next question which is how's my perspective changed mm-hmm. it's realizing that the physical organ of the heart is really the, is directly linked i'm even a bit like oh is it is linked <laughs> that heart center that spiritual heart chakra because how can you have like you know if you have bad nutrition and you're not feeding your heart properly it's not really the best it's not strong right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it's like you that part of you withers maybe you won't be as giving you won't be as loving you know um and it sounds a bit like no oh, but i really truly believe it is linked like totally yeah and so that's my perspective change it's like it's not it's almost like for me to start ascending into doing these spiritual practices, I need to look after my physical, um, my physical body. Yeah. Which is a hard thing for me to say, to, to say because it, it's almost like, oh, I just want to get started. It's annoying. It's almost like you're getting pulled down to the basics. But I was talking to my friend, um, Aaliyah, and she was just saying, yeah, because it's like, and I was hearing something and I, I listened to something yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like the way humans evolved and the human brain evolved. It's like that survival brain, which is like the lizard brain. Yeah. Um, which just needs you know, the basic instinct. It's like if you don't feed that, how can you now start ascending to the other brains, you know, yeah. um, the other parts of you? So it's like the evolution process annoyingly, like you've got to start that. You've got to start at the, at the beginning. So that's how my perspective changed and that I need to take care of my body. In terms of a takeaway that I would give to people who are listening, it's something that I watched yesterday. It's to do with it's to do with the heart center, and it's just simple. Um, this is to do more of the meditated meditating part of it, I guess. Because mm-hmm. one aspect could be you know find out a way in which you can improve your your, your nutrition or what you um, how you're eating to improve your health. Because if your health is affecting how you feel and how you think and what you speak and your life, so I think it's important, important. 
um so that's one thing you can do or you could do this um simple meditation that i found yesterday which was basically it's about more than 20 minutes long but i think you can do this walking up and down even or it can be a walking meditation that you do throughout the day but literally it's breathing in and out but with each breath that you breathe you're consciously you're consciously aware that this breath is kind of a weird one it's like it's been everywhere it's been in other people it's been like that breath that you're breathing the air has been in other other lungs it's been in the trees Uh, so like it's all on the ground yeah it's one breath which it is like what you're breathing in you're not in like a vacuum. We're breathing in <laughs> other people's breaths. We're breathing in. Um, Sounds a bit gross. <laughs> it does, but then think of it as all intertwined. We're breathing in the trees. We're breathing in the. We're breathing in everything, and then as we take it in, that's you know what I mean. We're one. We don't survive by ourselves. Mm. It's it's a meditation to see how you're linked to everything, and then when you breathe out, you're giving life to the earth and to everything. Mm. So and you and you do it in in love and in thanks and in gratitude you're giving out life so as you you take in life and you're being nourished and you appreciate when you're when you're taking in that breath appreciate that it is is everything it contains everything in it and Mm. then when you're breathing out you're giving and I just felt like I did do that for a while like 20 minutes and I feel like it would enlarge your when I say enlarge it would make your heart center more do you know what I mean like you'd feel love you open up more basically is what I'm trying to say yeah, yeah. and it's that simple gratitude imagine you just did that like along your day you're practicing you know gratitude 100 mm-hmm. percent, and consciousness mm-hmm. you're tapping into breath breathing which um apparently like I've read from this book again it's like a it's a quick way to to um become conscious yeah and to tap into your consciousness and so yeah I would encourage people to do that maybe even for five minutes like you don't even have to be sitting down in some meditation room. It could be along your day. When you're breathing in, think about the conscious breath that's come from everything. When you're breathing out, think that you're giving life back to nature. Um, and yeah, and just see if that increases your levels of gratitude. Um, yeah, because it is it is about the heart. Okay. Yeah. That was good. This what did you have in learning? But... <laughs> If you've got any thoughts before I go on to you, I was trying to, I was like, yeah, let me stick to time. <laughs> oh, okay. No, yeah, that was really cool. It was really interesting. I mean, I just feel like the more we kind of go along this energy um, journey, I think I'm realizing what you've mentioned earlier, which is like the body is not less than, like it's all, it's the interconnectedness for me that's like, yeah, it's making me realize that, okay, sometimes I think we just focus on like the spiritual side or like, visualization and all that but as in to partner it with the physical body I suppose that's how it's manifested isn't it then it just staying there in our head or in that realm it's like to bring it here to earth I suppose to open the channel whatever you want to call it but yeah that's what it feels like in becoming aware of that and I think the body is almost like the body is part of the spirit though like Mm. the spirit is Mm. part of the body it's like everything is together everything is together Mm. everything is because even dimensions and even up or down because we think of things as separate duality in this world in this realm Mm. because that's part of creation and that's part of like how things become matter like it has there's a dual there's a duality like it's the law of this world yeah so that's how we we think of it it's not wrong or right but um it's almost like you start to think of everything as one i guess yeah you go into this into this anyway 
um, your turn. So what have you been learning this week? How's your perspective changed and what is your giveaway? Okay, yeah. So as you guys have already heard, I'm reading The Language Your Body Speaks by Ellen Meredith. So this week I got into chapter five and it was just carrying on from obviously previous topics, but we've kind of delved into the language of sound movement movement and patterns so I kind of it was a big chapter again I think I'm getting to like the more meatier stuff so I I kind of read halfway mm-hmm. through it but so it starts off talking about um energy as waves so it talks about how energy is vibrations and how we because it started talking about sound and rhythms and things like that and it talks about two parts of energy so two parts of sound so it's resonance and influence and it says that resonance resonance is when one energy sets another vibration vibrating in attunement even this can even be done at a distance and influence is when the vibration of one energy catalyzes vibration in another and i guess this what's the difference between the two like explain that um so just read it again okay i was trying to because I feel like it's the same, like, because if someone says resonance and influence, like, what you just said. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so it's just saying that energy vibrates to, like, communicates these two ways. So resonance is when one energy sets another vibrating in attunement. And influence okay. is when the vibration of one energy catalyzes vibration in another. So I guess it's similar, whereas resonance is bringing it into attunement. And influence is making it vibrate. In the first place, like yeah. starting it off. Yeah. So okay. like a catalyst. There's... Right. Yeah. So what are they again? Resonance and attunement? Influence. Influence, sorry. Resonance yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so then she, she follows on to talk about like the importance of like music and sound and how like even in our daily lives, I guess we can kind of attest to this, that music can obviously create or alter moods. It can make us even use for healing. It can invoke like some kind of sacred, um, I don't know, like shift in energy. And I guess it's just, again, these things that we are always talking about is things that we kind of know on like a some sort of level, but I guess it's just becoming aware of it and like knowing how to use this. And I guess that's what energy healing is in total. It's kind of like... We, we know that sometimes, like, I think I can say as my own example, like, if I'm feeling down or something, you can listen to something and it makes you feel better. Do you know what I mean? But I've never really mm-hmm. thought of it on with that awareness of, like, okay, something's happening in my body because of the sounds that are coming from the music. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, I think that's the, the, it's going, that's the next level when we're reading and learning about these kind of things. But anyway, so that's what I was kind of talking about. Um, and it was just saying that it's a core ingredient in wellness, in energy healing, is sound and music and all that. And how we can use this to, I guess, affect our energy fields and to bring that healing that we want, isn't it? If we're aware of what our body needs and what sounds we can use. Um, so and obviously there's a flip side to it, as with anything, where it's like in our daily lives, I guess we we don't tend to be unless you're someone if you live somewhere more rural and you're just like in nature those natural sounds can be really nice but obviously if you live in a city or um you know in build up areas you always have certain sounds that are not natural like mechanical sounds like in your house you know you hear the sound of like the fridge and all this kind of thing or cars outside and and sometimes we can like 
I guess the flip side is that we can be bombarded with all that noise and it can obviously cause stress, chemical overload in people, especially people who are sensitive to sound. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't think I don't think I'm particularly sensitive to sound. Am I? I mean, I could be. I might not just be aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that side of it. And so she was saying that sometimes it's just good to like get away from it all and go somewhere if you can, obviously, if you can go somewhere where you can just be in nature where you're just hearing like natural sounds which I'm like that sounds nice and I think whenever well whenever I've done it like I've gone somewhere on holiday or somewhere where it's not so built up a bit more rural countryside-ish or something like that um it is really nice oh you know those moments I think I, I've said it before you know there's those no, I'm saying moments but during the day like if you're up really really early or you're really really late and you're out outside and it's not as much it's not as much noise it's really really nice mm. I don't know if you've ever experienced it's that so kind of feeling it's like that's it's not been silent there's obviously natural sounds but it's like you don't have so much of that like city built up car noises and stuff like that mm. that I guess you get used to but when you when you're there when there's there's an absence of it you do it does feel nice mm. yeah so that's true. I feel like where we live now, where I've lived like outside of London has not been loud, but it's just when I'm lived in London, it's just like, well, okay, this is London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But obviously, even where we live now, there's still all the sounds. We're next to the airport, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> here in the morning and things like that. I mean, we're used to it, but occasionally. I think I'm so used to it that I don't even consciously even know it. I do if it's an early in the morning. If uh, there's a, it just sounds louder to me. But I think because there's no other noises, mm-hmm. that it sounds so loud. I'm like, is it about to crash into the house? That's how loud it sounds to me. I've never, I've never experienced the air like really, that. really early, really, really early in the morning. But anyways, anyways. Told you what time I'm up. <laughs> so that's kind of what I've been learning about sound and rhythm, and just being aware of the things, how it affects you, and also there's another section where she goes on and she talks about movement and how energy is is constant it, it moves constantly isn't it and it needs space to move and she talks about how like en- energy obviously prefers to move in a specific pattern but if it doesn't it finds an alternative route if it's like if there's blocked energy if its path is blocked it will find a way to move and when we have blocked energy, I think I mentioned this earlier, when things are blocked, like that can cause you to have some like health issues or like just tension in your body or things like that, where it doesn't, the energy is not flowing and it's just blocked. Um, and all the body's energy is obviously interconnected. So if one area, sometimes you can have something going on in one area of your body and it's affecting another area because it's all interconnected, mm-hmm. isn't it? As we're learning. Um, so that, that she talked about movement and just, just be I guess being conscious of like even when we're just sat still our body is still moving in certain ways you know like we we're breathing our chest falls up and down we're not we might you might not be so such a large movement to notice it but when you're sat still things are still moving your blood is being pumped around your body all this kind of thing so that's all energy all of that and I think she said a specific name for it is in like Chinese med I think it's Chinese medicine it's called um meridians i think the energy flows are called meridians i think i i mentioned it last week when i was talking about meridian tapping when i was talking about the tapping exercise um and 
and how there's like circuits and obviously when we look at like chakras you know that there's movement in that because it's supposed to be swirling isn't it people usually describe it as like swirling uh, a circling disc or something like that mm, I never even think of it as moving yeah I've well, I've heard it when it's described like maybe when you're doing a, a um not even just meditations but even when like I was reading the Joe Dispenza book Becoming Supernatural he does I think he does mention that it's like a disc, like a circling disc. So there is movement there, which makes sense because obviously when you're doing these kind of meditations or we talk about energy, it's always like, okay, we want it to flow, we want it to flow. If it's blocked, it's not, it means it's not moving. So there's always movement. Um, and I think she just brought awareness to the fact that it's important to move. So even when you feel like, I don't know, something's not right in your body or something's blocked, like something as easy as moving or stretching helps that energy flow which I was thinking back to like when I started doing yoga and I was like, yeah, I really did feel, it does really feel nice to move. If it's not yoga, it could be anything, any type of exercise. It could simply just be a simple stretch. It doesn't have to be some, you know, regimented exercise, but just the fact that movement is important. And I think it makes it more powerful when these things are intentional because again, yes, we listen to music. Occasionally we do exercise, but it's like when it's in the intention behind it, it makes it more powerful, especially if you know what's going on like with Mm -hmm. the energy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Um, I think you're able to visualize and imagine. Yeah. But same thing, you're able to visualize and your thoughts change towards it and maybe your feelings change, which like I was saying, is an Mm. aspect of creation. So it changes the whole experience. Exactly. And I think, I don't exactly remember where I heard this, but when, it's like when you know a knowledge and you know why you're doing it, it has more power than just doing it. Like mm. if someone told you, oh, it's good to stretch and you just want to stretch, like it's good. But if you know why you're doing it, the why and what's happening as you're doing it, it like it gives it more power. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, that I think that's just your focus on your energy and your mind being focused on that thing. But yeah, that's basically what I learned from the first half of the chapter. Um and how that's changed my perspective, I guess, again, like I've been saying, it's a continual um, changing of perspective, but it's just being aware of like, I guess, I, I guess a good thing is being aware of the things that I'm inputting, that I'm taking in, that could be like outside noise or things like that, or things that I listen to, music that I listen to, and just like being aware of how that's affecting my body. Because I think I'm not always aware of how it's affecting me. Like, let's say I'm listening to, I don't know, I don't know, an ad or music comes on or something. You just listen mm-hmm. to it. You're not, I'm not really thinking, oh, what's going on in my body? Am I, is the energy shifting? Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's the next level of it. It's like, okay, how did that affect me, my physical body, my mental body? Did it put me down? Because I think sometimes if you don't have that awareness, sometimes you just you just feel like crap and you don't really know why. Mm-hmm. But in those moments where like something's, I don't know, playing or I'm listening to something myself, I can be like, okay, this is not affecting me in a good way. Maybe I shouldn't li- shouldn't listen to that. I should listen to something else or mm-hmm. things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's the awareness that I've had this week. Um, and also when it comes to movement, because recently I haven't been kind of like falling off my exercise routine. And I do, I do feel it myself. Even before we started reading this, I always feel like when you're not doing regular movement and exercise and being intentional about it, you do feel a bit more like, I don't even know what the word is, just a bit more sluggish sluggish like a bit like rusty you know just not not as Mm. agile because I know when I do exercise I really do feel light and agile and I feel like oh this is you know floating Mm. on air kind of feeling and then Mm. when you're not doing that you just feel a bit more dense a bit more Mm. you know things like that so yeah 
and I was feeling and I, I'm I'm getting much better at listening to my body like this morning I didn't listen but I was aware that I felt my body being like okay I need a good stretch maybe I should do a yoga session I didn't yeah. do it but I will do it later <laughs> so things like that I'm becoming more aware of not even just aware like I'm listening to what my body's saying I'm like okay that's coming from my physical body saying that I need this thing and I know mm. I need this thing because for example I just worked uh, like yesterday I worked and then I was really tired so yeah, yeah. um that's how I guess my perspective ha- has been changing it's just I think I'm I'm getting better at interpreting my body's signals or my body's mm-hmm. messages yeah mm. um and- do you find that you have good like do you find that you're you're having less like pains and things like that yes but it's when I'm actually listening so for example like this morning when I'm saying I felt I should do some stretching I haven't done it so I'm not feeling how I could be feeling I could be feeling better than this Mm. yeah so it's it's like yeah I can interpret it but then I also have to do the action of doing it yeah Mm. yeah so yeah definitely I do feel more like peaceful like right now we're recording I have a candle burning I wouldn't normally do this but I just felt like oh I needed something Mm. I needed some scent or some smell just to you know so yeah things like that I heard yesterday um, on a writing podcast, actually, but they mm. were talking to like a someone who talks about the brain mm. in creative. But you're saying how when you don't want to do something mm-hmm. um, to give yourself like a sensory gratification, ah, and then okay. you're saying how like a candle flame. Mm. She was like, "How your brain likes it." So like you know, lighting a candle, looking to a flame up. <laughs> I was like, okay, I thought people just use that for like, you know, voodoo and like focus. <laughs> so, like, oh my gosh. Like, um, your actual, and I was planning, I always keep saying to myself, like, I'd like to be more focused on to use a candle flame because you know, they, you always see it in the movies. But um, yeah, so she was saying how your brain actually gets gratification from watching the flame. Apparently your brain likes it. It does. She was, she was kind of like funny. She kept calling the brain like your little baby brain, like, and just I mean, it is it's like a child, like, isn't it? Your inner child. The things, the things that it likes, and she was saying, "Yeah, that's one of the things to." Because she was talking about procrastination, so one mm. of the things to, was gratification, and one of the graphic gratifications was that. So it, it uses the senses. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Like, because I've always liked candles. Like, I've always had candles. I've always like if people say, "What gift do you want?" I'm like, "Give me a candle." I just really like mm. them. Because um, they have the smell and they have that sensory light, like the you're looking mm. at it as well. So it's like two senses of your brain. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's just an example of like me trying to obviously listen to my body at the same time. <laughs> mm. um, and then the, la- the third part, the third question is what's one practical thing? And I've got two exercises that I've learned this week. So the first one was just following on from like the sound rhythm section she was talking about a simple test that you can do to it's kind of it's like a little self-test and it's used to I guess perceive how can I say it perceive hmm, like energetic truths and it's called the Eden energy um Eden energy medicine energy (laughs) self-test it's called the pendulum self-test and so what you do is you stand up um, with both feet kind of like parallel and then you tuck your elbows into your side with your hands together on your solar plexus. So this is kind of like where your belly button is. And what you do is 
you kind of sway a bit back and forth just to kind of loosen up a bit and then you you test it by saying an energetic an energetic truth so it could just be something like my name is or your name is and then you kind of let your body be kind of loose and what tends to happen is you'll sway forward for something that is to mean yes and you'll sway back for something to mean no something that's untrue and so you can just do this little self-test and it help it will help you when you're trying to like um uh like test energies in certain areas of your body and so okay. that was one little exercise which i was like oh this is kind of fun what does it say what does it mean test energies like to test so let's say you um she calls it what does she call it it's like energy local energy localizing which is to test a certain area so let's say and you can use the pendulum test in this case so let's say you wanted to um check a week something that's weak or is not feeling good where the energy is stuck or something you might tap on there with like your, the balls of your fingers and do the pendulum test and then let's say it goes to no because it's not the energy is blocked or something and then but you would you also you would doing the pendulum test you have to ask a question that's true that you know to yeah so you're trying to it's basically obviously you have to calibrate it because you're new at it and you're obviously your intuition gets better as you do these kind of exercises because it's body-based intuition and you're basically swaying back and forth to state and then you're stating energetic truths or untruths it's just to help okay. you like get more in tune with your body and your intuition etc mm. and so i'm just following on saying that she also says that you can use this when you're energy local localizing which is when you're testing energies in your body and checking that they've they've gotten better so let's say i test i don't know um uh i don't know my thigh or something an area of my body that doesn't feel good I get I sway more to no to like more of the negative side and then I might try something after like tapping or rhythm or sound to try and make the energy flow better then I can repeat the pendulum test and if it's moved to the yes like it's shifted something so Mm. this is just a kind of test to help to see that okay have I shifted that energy okay that sounds really cool yeah but obviously it takes calibration because if you're trying this for the first time like when I do any of these exercises I just feel stupid I'm just like this is not this is not doing anything like <laughs> you know it's like mm. you gotta build faith you know and build yeah it's like any <laughs> learning anything but mm. yeah when I when I try it it's just like I feel stupid but I think it takes practice <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so that was one nice quick little test and then the other one was um when that I, sounds really cool. I like it yeah it sounds like, really cool I was like this it's it's nice these exercises because it's like you're just getting you're just letting your body lead you like you're not getting validation from anything outside of yourself mm. which I've, I, I keep saying but it, it just is reassuring because again there's no there's no silliness you're just you're just playing with it it's you know mm. yeah mm. um and then the other one was where she talked about how everyone has a core note so this is talk going on from rhythm and well, i think you talk talking about this one yeah i i mentioned it in the previous uh chapter or something so everyone has their own core note and the core note is kind of um what did she say it corresponds so you mean, like, use the core note yeah like a sound uh, there's seven notes i think there's seven i don't know I mean, in this world, this in this universe that we live in, yeah, there's seven A to G, and then different. Very, I think variations. Um, yeah, there's like higher. Yeah. 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 Anyways, and she said that they call no it corresponds to our energetic grid that kind of serves as like the foundation of all our energies, kind of. And so it, okay. it seems like the call no is kind of a, a 
I don't want to say like a sh- uh, like a shortcut, but it's kind of like a quick way to bring your energies into kind of some sort of calib- calibration kind of. Um, okay. And so you ha- how you kind of figure out what your core note is, is by starting off by singing a note that feels most comfortable singing in your own voice, like something that's comfortable to you, that you're kind of just, you straight away go to that sound. Like if you mm-hmm. were to open your mouth and start singing, what's the first kind of note that you, is comfortable for you? And that tends to be what your core note is. But obviously, again, she says you can use the pendulum test to see um, which one, like to test different notes. If you're not sure, like if you're really not sure, you can try different notes and see using the energy test to test each one out. But again, it's experimentation. You know, no one's going to tell you you're the you're the one that's going to know what works for you. Yeah. So that one sounded kind of cool. Um, she did mention a bit about the core note and how like obviously there are people everyone is individual but there can be people who have the same core note as you and then she was like oh they might feel like your twin or your soulmate and I was like okay that's interesting you know you you might be drawn to certain people again we're talking about energy earlier you were talking about looks and all this and I feel like Mm -hmm. when we're drawn to certain people that we're like I don't know why I'm drawn to this person like it's not like I'm like they don't look like a a goddess or god or whatever but maybe it's something on the, en- on the energetic level that you're obviously attracted to that's interesting though if they you say that the same people correspond because i thought it would be probably different like opposites no exactly i'm not sure how it works in music because if it would you know what what i don't know what what creates um harmony uh, harmony yes mm. when it comes to music um which is interesting like that's that'll explain why some people are jarring (laughs) (laughs) but then it just makes you realize that attraction is not it's not all that it seems on the superficial superficial level there's something energetic going on whether that's in like someone having the same corner as you or I don't know there's something that you recognize as familiar or whatever maybe they're opposite to you on the outside and the physical like when they say opposites of track, but maybe inside or the energetic level, that's what's the same. Mm. So, I mean, that makes that makes sense. I like the idea of like having a harmony, like a those notes being mm. in the same corner. You know me, I love like I, I like on the love spectrum, but also yeah. even on French. But even for friends and people that you just you know, you're just like yeah, like you feel like yeah, you know, yeah, like that's it's like you kind of think like oh. It's it's nice it's to, it's it's nice to think of it in terms of like this harmonious like vibration. Mm, mm. Mm. So yeah, that was just the two little exercises that you could do. But yeah, I liked the idea of the pendulum test and just using it to kind of try out things. But again, it just calls for exp- experimentation and just playing with it and seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of your book and even mine, but your book more so. I think is a lot of it a lot of it this self-work this healing it's you have to it's like it's the road that you travel and you you have to explore and it's like partly annoying but I guess <laughs> it is that no one can really tell you and be like boom I mean this is why I like those little quizzes that you can do and they just tell you like you are this and mm. you are my brains and you are like personality this and your blood type is this but and this is your you know astrology sign like it's really nice but then this I guess it's like you finding your blueprint yeah. which it's like oh my gosh that's work and literally when you were talking I was like Man, this is like getting a degree the amount of time that you put in getting a degree and all the studying and all that this is like a life work like you just you know you can really you can really hone your knowledge of yourself really to be mm. honest if you want to like if you're willing to 
or if you do invest that time yeah mm-hmm. anyway i think we'll end it there because we kind of gone over time but um <laughs> we hope that you guys kind of got something that was at least helpful that you could implement yourselves and try out and have fun with but yeah, yeah. um yeah we hope you you've enjoyed this episode and you join us again next time so we'll see you bye